Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? The Galactic Dads Podcast, a podcast by geeky dads, talking about all things geek, dad life, I am the father, and beyond. Language. And welcome to episode 87 of the Galactic Dads Podcast. We are your dad destination for all things geek, dad life, and beyond. That can include bits of dad advice for your daddy issues. We'll talk comics, video games, TV shows, movies, and oh so much more. Uh, Today we've got some special announcements, uh, but I want you to know, of course, I am B, and I am joined today by Laser Eric. What's going on? What's up? It is good to have you back in person. Those last couple of Zoom recordings have been rough on me. You know what? They did the trick. You know, they worked in a pinch, but uh, there's nothing like the real thing. That's for sure. Amen. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Well said. And uh, we'll just go ahead and move on from that because I can be taken so many ways, <laughs> uh, just like the real thing. Uh, but we want to go ahead and plug the socials. Of course, if you're listening to us but you want to see some more of the Galactic Dads, you can check us out on Twitter. Uh, we, of course, are at Galactic Dads there. And we have a new Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. Why don't you yes, go ahead and tell do. us about it, Eric? So, um, you know, if you look at it in the next few days, there might not be a whole lot of excitement there, but uh, I have faith that it will grow into something good. Uh, at G Dads Gaming, the Galactic Dads Gaming channel on Twitter, uh, I'll be uh, I'll be posting updates and stuff like that in real time. Some of my commentary uh, from the gaming world. Uh, you know, I'm I'm excited because it gives me a, a Twitter account and a chance to just strictly following follow the gaming stuff. Yeah, it doesn't have all the clutter of my normal Twitter. Well, I decided that you needed an outlet for all of your gaming news besides our group chat, which I largely ignore while I'm in the middle of my work day. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't even get to That's talk fair. about that, but we'll have to put it uh, on the episodes, and then when we do a podcast, we have time for all of it. Like, right. We need to give you a place to talk. Right. So we'll have a little bit of an outlet. Um, I've I've already started doing a little bit of research into somehow capturing gaming footage and things like that and putting them up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, work in progress, one thing at a time, of course. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Um, I don't think in the gaming space there's a whole lot of dads. Uh, well, I think there are a whole lot of dads, but I think as far as content creators, you don't have a whole lot of dads that are just you know, the normal work a nine to five, come home, feed the kids, do the, you know, do all that stuff. And then, you know, get the gaming in as a hobby after the fact. So right. hopefully I can fill a niche there. Well, I hope you do. I hope you do. Uh, otherwise I'll also be on it. So I'll probably say some inappropriate things. I like to do that on Twitter. Uh, if you have seen us on at galactic dads, you know, that to be true. Uh, you can follow us on the Facebook <laughs> and the Instagram. We let uh, laser Eric also hit it. Well, heat up the grill and the yes. and the IG uh, with food picks. Uh, it has gone from grilling to just straight up food porn. Yes, yes. Galactic Dad's BBQ. Uh, don't worry, the barbecue will be the front and center here real shortly. It's just been awfully rainy and cold and stupid lately. That happens. Um, that happens. Yeah, and uh, you know I have this problem too. Sometimes when I when I barbecue and then I bake my plate up and everything, it just you know it don't tastes take so a good. Picture. I just eat yeah. the stupid thing and just I don't so, take any pictures. Just so. so ready. Just so ready. Shame on me. But hey, it is what it is. But yeah, no. Check us out on there. You get to see what uh, what we're having for breakfast 
lunch and dinner, and maybe it'll get you some inspiration, get some ideas. Come be our friend. Share your stuff, too. Yeah, we love it. You can always share. Yes. And uh, speaking of sharing, you can share in the joy of watching us record these episodes live now. Uh, Patreon subscribers get access to the live shows, which means you get to see the podcast in real time as we record it. We're talking uncensored and unedited. Uh, that is, of course, at our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash galactic dads. So definitely go check that out. And then uh, we've got all of this good stuff listed out in the show notes below. If you want to go check us out, uh, just check out the podcast episode notes and you'll see not only the timestamps for each particular segment of the show, which is helpful. Uh, if you're dodging spoilers for a specific show, you can just jump to the next segment. Uh, we always have it listed in the notes. So thank you guys for joining us. And uh, we like to do these shows with a little something special. Uh, we call it Beers of the Week, although this mm -hmm. week it will be Booze of the Week. So we're going to jump into that right now. It's just so smooth. So I hear smooth. that sound, and I just really want to take a drink. Yes. It's nice. I do find it kind of funny that we're doing Booze of the Week yet again. Yeah, I mean, it happens. It does, it does, but uh, I don't know. Like I went to, you know, I went to my my local purveyor of fine packaged liquor today, and uh, the beers just—I don't know. I, I came up with something a little different today. I am drinking the Crown Royal Washington Apple canned cocktail here. I like seven, the can. Yeah, it's a good can. Seven percent alcohol by volume. Canadian whiskey, apple, cranberry, and other natural flavors, carbonation, and colored with vegetable juice. I don't know what colored all that means. Colored with vegetable juice? Yeah, I don't know what all that you means. drinking a V8 over there? I guess so. Okay. It tastes good. All so, right. So, you know, it's not bad. Yeah. Crown Royal, Washington apple. Very nice good. Nice and smooth. Not quite as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Bready as beer is. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what I yeah. wasn't in the mood for today. It's so not as filling. You just want something light. Right, right. Gotcha. Exactly. Gotcha. Well, I personally am drinking something that will set us up for our holiday beverage here in just a little bit. Uh, I am drinking a Coke Zero, uh, but it has been spiked and half and half with Jameson Irish Whiskey. Uh, so I don't really need to explain anything else about that. If you don't know what Jameson Irish Whiskey is, you are not getting ready to celebrate this upcoming holiday. Nope, look it up. That's right. <laughs> so the drink that we're actually going to have uh, probably a little later... I don't think it goes well with trying to record, uh, but Laser Eric and I will be doing car bombs here mm -hmm. uh, because by the time this episode publishes, St. Patty's Day will be right around the corner. Indeed. Which, of course, for those of you who don't know, it is Thursday, March 17th, mm -hmm. so stay on top of that all-important drinking holiday. You know, it's, it's funny to me how awesome St. Patrick's Day is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's not even the, you know, that like, you know, obviously there's a heritage of it and everything like that. and it, But it's not just the drinking. I think it just everybody's in kind of a good mood. A bit of a St. jovial spirit, yeah. if you will. And I think maybe that's because it's finally not miserably cold every day, you know, or yeah. something. But I don't know. Like, St. Patrick's Day is just one of those fun, fun times. Indeed. You know, even if you're not getting hammered drunk or doing anything crazy, yeah. it's still a good time. If you're not, not a doing fun. a drinking marathon, you also have the option to do an actual running marathon. Yes. Uh, and I believe we've got some show supporters that take part in that. Yes. I which is so. really cool. So, um, I don't know. I'd said link to that, but I'm not going to find it after this. I'm just not going to get to it. 
Right. But you can go check out the St. Paddy's Day uh, run. I think they've got the marathon, the 5K, the fun run. Well, the one here is the Creevecore St. Paddy's Day. They do a, goodness gracious, I think it's a 7K and then a half marathon. Um, I've done the 7K three times when I was younger and in a little bit better yeah. shape. Not now. Yeah, not, not, now. not now. I'm too close yeah. to 40. The only K I do is 4K while I'm gaming. That's about yeah, it. There you there. go. See? <laughs> All right, so that's going to wrap us up for Drinks of the Week, and we will move on to our next segment. Oh, man. Doesn't feel good to be back. So much so. Back and ready to talk about these daddy issues. I still got to laugh at the fact the last episode we recorded at 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning. I know. You know. I even, like, went back upstairs, got back in bed. My wife didn't know I was gone. She's like, (laughs) did you do a recording? Yeah. I didn't hear you. It's because you were sleeping, my dear. Dude, that's funny. Everybody in my house was up. That's why I started cooking. Yeah, you were breakfast. making breakfast. Yeah. So any, anybody on the Patreon that watched the uh, the video of the Zoom feed, if you see my camera get all wonky and weird, it's because I was literally scrambling eggs and cooking bacon in the middle of it. You got to break a few eggs to make a a podcast, I guess, <laughs> quite literally. Yeah, that morning it was eight to be exact. So there you go with turkey bacon. So it was good, <laughs> but not you know as good. Yeah, right. you get it exactly. You get not, it. N- Nothing like the real thing? Is that what we said? That's correct. There it is. You there know is. what? We've got an episode title. I think we have an episode title. <laughs> Look at that. Look at Woo! that. Okay. That was easy. That was. They're not always this easy. So That's something what he said. Yeah. Something that, that may not have been as easy. I know that you and I both had a similar experience over the past couple of weeks. Um how about that uh how about that school registration for the little one? Man, when you take your your child who has been at home with you and driving you nuts for the last four and a half to five years and then you finally sign them up to go to kindergarten it's kind of bittersweet isn't it a little bit i was i seem to remember when we signed logan up that there was a lot more fanfare like i I felt like there were more people around and stuff like when we went to take barrett there wasn't anyone there oh when we uh went to register i mean there we pre-registered online okay like my wife is very, like, she gets that anxiety about things, so she likes to be really on top of it. That's good. Um, which was cool because then she gave me the packet of stuff to fill out, and I said, mm-hmm. well, you filled out this and this and this and this and this, and we need none of those. Like, there's <laughs> even the one the, the one form that says, if you're divorced, is it okay for this person to come pick them up? Right. And I was like, babe, we're happily married. Yeah, so we're we good. Don't, we don't need that. There's no court orders here. We're good. And she was like, well, I didn't know. I said, that's fine. That's fine, babe. You got everything else. So when we did registration, it was like, and then we were just kind of looking around, and Kinsley was like, I want to stay here at school. And then, <laughs> of course, it didn't help that they had Moana on the projector. Oh, of course. So she's of like, course. I like it here. I want to stay. I was like, you got to <laughs> wait till August. So did they make you jump through? And I understand why they do it, and I'm not complaining about it, but how many hoops did they make you jump through just to register? Um, There were, I count the hoops as the paperwork. Yeah. So one, at least one. And then there were like three different stations when I got there. Okay. So I count that all as four. But because of the preparedness of my wife beforehand, 
breeze. They were all a breeze. And we had just taken the kids to the doctor for their annual checkups anyway. Oh, so you had it And anyway. got their immunization records and everything on file, on deck. So what was funny to me is I have a child in that school district, okay? And he's okay. in third grade. Okay. So they have all my information. And then, you know, they wanted... Gosh, they wanted like a copy of the like the mortgage agreement or the electric bill what? or a credit card. Oh no, statement. no, I get. See, I use the electric bill. Um, yeah, I have like two to establish proof of residence, right, in the district, right. Well, what's funny to me about that is I get all that stuff paperless. So now I had to go find online statements and right. print them. Yeah, I'm like I'm like downloading the Ameren app and trying to log in. Like, can I just get a bill, please? And I mean, it, it wasn't that hard, but it was still kind of funny to me because I'm sitting here and the whole time I'm doing it, I can't help but think, hi, my son's in your third grade class. Yeah, like, uh, you've already <laughs> got the one. Can I just yeah. roll in the other? Seventy five percent of the office knows my son. We don't need to talk <laughs> about that. That's a separate daddy issue. But you know, so why is this a thing? But no, it was it, it was a breeze when we did it. Steph wanted to do the in person, yeah, and I understand it's our last kid. You know, I I don't want to take that away from her. I don't feel like we really got anything by going there in person versus not. But Barrett's seen the school; he's been to the school multiple times. It's not really anything new for him so much, right? But yeah, I don't know. It was still, I, I know it was still emotional I was more say, so how for is, her. How were your emotions, right? I was, you know, for, for me, I mean, I didn't really, I don't know. I don't, it didn't really, like, phase me either way. I know, like, for Steph, it was a little bit different. You know, last kid, all that last kindergarten registration. Yeah, I'll never do this again kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, it, so I, I get I get the bittersweet nature of it. Um like I said, there wasn't a whole lot of fanfare when we was there and we left and we were in the car going to get dinner and, and Steph looked at me. She's like, you know, I didn't even take a picture of him. Oh, and, uh, you know, she felt bad about it for a minute, but yeah, but there'll be the school bus picture. Yeah. But dude, we took a picture of Logan at kindergarten registration. Ask me where it is on Facebook. Better yet. Go look for it. Cause I don't know where it is. It's on Facebook. I'm sure it is, but Our, that's where, that's where ours ended up. Put on Facebook, and it'll remind us in a few years. Hey, you remember you did this? Yes, thank you very much. So, how did uh, how did you and Lee do with the uh, with the whole thing? I was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still a little blown away at the fact that it's already been five years uh, since that kiddo came into my life, and uh, like that that part's weird to me. And she's grown up really fast. And I mean, I know they say it's true; they're only little once, and it just doesn't seem like she wants to be little, right? You know, like. Yeah, and that's the nature of it. You know, I remember being a kid. All I wanted to do was be older all the time. I think she's kind of starting to get that. Um, but I was okay. And, you know, my wife did pretty good, too. Like, she good. she had some emotions, but I think she was better at verbalizing them on social media than actually, like, breaking down, crying or anything like that. She was kind of like, let's get this done. And then yeah. we got done. And she was like, oh, like, you know. But there were no real tears, which was cool. Uh, and then... This weird thing happened to me. Um, I've started doing it in the morning when I get my daughter ready. Now I'm making her do it. You know, like mm-hmm. you're five, dress yourself, mm-hmm. go brush your teeth, comb your hair. And at first I would feel bad when she was like, Dad, help me. Help mm-hmm. me. You always help me. And I was like, I know, I do, I do. And I was like, wait a minute, no. Just because I used to help you 
and I don't need to help you anymore, I shouldn't feel sad. I should be happy because I'm now helping you grow up and become a responsible, like right. hopefully eventually one day a responsible adult. But for right now, <laughs> at least a somewhat self-sufficient kid. You ever, you ever look at Kinsley and just, just look at her and think in the back of your head, like, when did you become a person? Yeah. Yeah. All right. For me, it always happens whenever um, we decide to put her hair up in a ponytail. Okay. I don't know why, but when my daughter's hair goes from over her shoulders, which is how she wants it, she always Mm -hmm. wants it down and a mess and in her face. And I'm like, whatever, be you, boo boo. (laughs) Uh, But when we finally pull her hair up so she can go run or or do something, she immediately looks like she's a teenager. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Let's put your hair back down. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's there's funny parts like that with Barrett too. Um, you know, he he brushes his own teeth at this point, which is good. All yeah. I have to do is I I put his toothpaste on the toothbrush. It's not that he can't do it; he can. I've seen him do it. That's why I do it. It's right, it's because he give cleaner. you like half the tube on there. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. But um, there's a lot of stuff that he can. There's a lot of stuff that he can do on his own, and it's funny because I'll look at him and. I'll see him walk around or I'll see him do whatever. I was like, when did you, like, you were a toddler three hours ago. Like, Absolutely. what happened? Did now, you, when did you stop wearing diapers? <laughs> now his, you know, it, he's got a, a small, you know, a small snafu with his speech, which kind of makes me forget that he's as old as he is sometimes. Um, you know, we've talked about that offline and everything, but uh, that's one of those things where it's like, man, just doesn't feel like you're five. Yeah. Doesn't feel like you're getting ready to go to school now. And then I remind myself that when he goes, the daycare bill will drop dramatically. That's what I'm looking forward to. That's cool. And then, you know, about a year after that, the daycare bill cut in half because Logan will be uh, in middle school and thus not going to aftercare after school. So, you know, it's the little things to be excited about because that's a lot of money. (laughs) It is a lot of money. It's Dude, insane. It is so much cash. We just um, had to start looking at putting our youngest into um, some type of daycare stuff. And I was like, I, I, I might as well have a second mortgage now. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Absolutely. So if, so if you guys don't have kids, and it, it's fine. Wanting kids are a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, just get ready for the money, baby. The money. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, gosh, our, like. <laughs> I mean, I'd do it all over again, absolutely. Oh, yeah, 100%. But, man, if I could figure out a way to have them come to work with me or something, like, oh, yeah, let's go. The daycare, bill, the daycare bill for one child, full-time daycare, of course, 40 hours a week or whatever you want to call it, the daycare bill for one child, with the money that you spend on that daycare bill, you could buy yourself an awfully nice luxury car if they were actually on the lot. True story. I mean, you could do that. Also, I now realize why a lot of people who have kids and both work, why one of them sometimes stops working. Oh, absolutely. Because you're like, it just doesn't make sense. Absolutely. <laughs> there's no way. I've got a, there's a guy that I work with. Um, he's, he's a dad of four and his wife does not work. And it, it makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> perfect sense to me. Yeah, I totally get that. So again, just some things you never... No, you know what? When people are like having kids is a blessing and a miracle, no one goes until you pay for daycare. 
Like everybody always leaves that part out and you're like, Oh, what's going on? And then you go visit daycare and you're like, I love this place. It's great. It's wonderful. You know, they're going to do so well with the kids. And then you're like, okay, here's tuition. And you're like, I'm sorry. Um, are you giving me another child? Like what's, what am I paying for here? (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, like every time we toured a daycare or every time we talked to somebody new, which it with Logan, for whatever reason, we had to switch childcare with him probably four times before we got where he's at now. Not that, you know, not that anyone that ever took care of him was, was not good or great. It's just, you know, circumstances change things like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. But one thing's for sure. And every Every time we search for a new one, I turned green when I saw the price. Oh, um, my God. Literally turned green, felt like I was going to puke. But you bite the bullet, you pay for it, and and I can honestly say even the most expensive one, I feel, was worth every penny. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I do. So, yeah, I mean, it, the safety of your kid, the the development of your kids, too. Oh, and they still feed the kids, too. Yeah, they and still feed like, the oh, kids. And you're like, oh, yeah, food. Yeah, that, <laughs> mm. You know, and and these days that bill's almost as bad as a daycare bill anyway. So you know, well, yeah, it's tough, yeah. but definitely necessary. Mm-hmm. So, but I do think having the kids in daycare really helps you when it comes time to that kindergarten registration, because you've already had that like that kind of severance there, right? So. Right. It it helps them more so. Than oh, it helps definitely. You. And it also helps them because they've learned things that you know you might do your best to teach them, but. You've only got so much time. Right. And you've only got so much ability to do so. I'm not, you know, I'm not a teacher. I can, but I'm not a teacher. I'm not, I'm not. as capable I, as, as I a teacher. I don't have the patience. Um, Sometimes I walk into the daycare and I just look around and I go, this is where I'd lose my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they, they, they earn every penny, you know, and, and, and all that. But, uh, yeah, I think it, I think daycare and stuff is a very positive and preschool is a very positive thing for the kids. And it is a positive thing for the parents too, because when kindergarten hits and it's real, you've already kind of, you know, gone through that process. Yeah, a little. You've bit. torn the bandaid off. You're just exactly. working with a scab. Exactly. Which is fine. All right. So all that being said, I think it's time for us to move on because we've got some cool TV show news to check TV. out. All right, it's definitely time to talk about some of these great TV shows. It's time, it's time. Mm. Every time new... every time I see a Moon Knight. I was just about to say, do you see that new Moon Knight stuff? Yes. Those posters are out of this world. The posters are out of this world. The Mr. K um, suit yes. and mask looks so cool. Uh, today, Marvel released kind of a closer look at the the show, um, it's still like a 30 second trailer, but still it's mm-hmm. got like Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac really talking about the show. You get some better looks at Moon Knight himself while he's in costume. And man, if, if I am not more excited for this than probably any Marvel show in a little while, because it's a completely new character that we've not seen in Marvel at all. Right, right. Or even referenced or anything. And it might come about that as the show progresses, they go, see, we told you who was coming here and here. That would not surprise me. Not at all. No, they do that kind of thing all the time. Yes. But they, uh, one of the actors described the show um, 
oh man, how'd she put it? It's something meets Indiana Jones. Yeah, I I remember seeing that. I don't remember what it was either. And it looks like they're going back to Egypt and checking some stuff out. Uh, so you end up, I guess, getting a better look at, you know, Khonshu mm-hmm. and uh, Mark Spector himself. Oh, that's it. That's it. They described it as Fight Club meets Indiana Jones. There we go. Fight and, Club. Yeah. Okay. And, and I got so excited. Yes. Uh, because one, I love Fight Club. And yes. two, I love Indiana Jones. And with Mark Spector's character, you realize that you have an unreliable narrator um, who has mental health issues that apparently they just clearly address in the show, which will be really cool. I'm actually excited for that part of it because I think a lot of TV shows and a lot of stories kind of shy away from that side of it. Or they use it and they do it either just as like a weird framing plot device. Yeah, the, exactly. Oh, that's that's so-and-so. They're crazy. Yeah, they're nuts. Yeah. Uh, you saw these characters, uh, but they weren't <laughs> really there. It was just the narrator hallucinating them. And you're just like, mm, okay. Mm-hmm, okay. Except for Fight Club. That was awesome. That was yes, just it was. great. Yeah. That was wonderful. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. But you do get you get a better look at Moon Knight's costume, which you've seen before, but now you like really see it, and it almost forms like I'm I'm trying to figure out: do the costumes appear and change with personality switches? That's possible. It's um, really possible, which could be really interesting. But a lot of the scenes where he wears kind of the more Egyptian inspired classic Moon Knight suit. If you're yeah. a comic fan, you understand. Um, it's like it's almost like a Spawn suit from the Spawn movie. How it just kind of forms over him fluidly. That's a good comparison. I was trying to think of what it looked like. I kept going back to Rorschach, but I don't think that's really correct. No, no, that's not right at all. No, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and just say nope. No, I I don't think it is either. But yeah, I think you're 100 percent correct. It's it's almost like a spawn suit, or that's what it, it looks like. It does, yeah. And we're not talking the CGI Green Lantern suit. Uh, I mean, it looks like it's an actual costume for real, a practical one. Yes. But the way it seems to take shape is really cool. Yes. And then you know, of course, there's that that last scene where they've got uh, Moon Knight jumping from a rooftop to the next one, and they use the arc of his jump to end up being the Disney Plus sign. Yeah, down. I like that. And I was just like, yes, I cannot wait for this show. <laughs> and I just love anything with Oscar Isaac in it anyway. He is he is just super talented. He is riding a wave right now. He is. Like, that, and, that wave's been around for a while, too. Yeah, and I, I'm happy for him because I do think he's a great actor. Um, right. You know, he's been in a lot of really solid movie roles. Um, you know, I mean, even, even Apocalypse was solid, even if you didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, he... Of course, he was good. Point. Yeah. I really liked him in uh, was it Triple Frontier? Yeah, the Netflix movie we talked about. Yeah, oh, this is not an Oscar Isaac episode, uh, but he does make a great Poe Dameron as well. So Indeed. geeky, geeky all around. Mm-hmm. All right, but aside from just some cool closer looks and uh, the link from Marvel, it's not really much more we know about the show. But that's okay because in about two weeks. Two weeks, we will get that show to drop on March 24th. Yeah, March 24th. So it's it's right around the corner. Definitely worth the wait, and I'm sure I'll be plenty busy until it arrives. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to seeing how it ties into Doctor Strange, because you know it will in some way. In some way. Yeah. It'll have to. Yeah, absolutely. 
I'm also quite interested to see if they use that as another springboard for any of the other Disney plus Marvel shows. Right, right. I I hope they do because we're not getting a whole lot of hype on the ones that are coming up. Not yet, anyway. Not yet, yeah. I mean, they'll Disney will do their job because yeah. they always do. Yeah. If there's one thing the House of Mouse is good at, it's marketing. Absolutely. So I think they're going to be just fine. Go out and build me a hype train. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey's back, y'all. I'm oh, yeah. So, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. All right, let's keep it moving. Let's talk about that Kenobi trailer. Yeah, speaking of other Disney Plus logos created by things. Uh, right. The Obi-Wan lightsaber swipe. Yeah, that was uh, that was awesome. I uh, felt so stupid because it wasn't until very recently that I realized that the lightsaber hilt is mm-hmm. the eye and the yeah. and the Kenobi <laughs> title, and I'm like, how did I miss that? Right, right. It's yeah, you know, don't feel bad because I missed it too. So I did, and then <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I was like, man. The forced dyad guys are gonna give me the business. Oh yeah, yeah. Obi Sean's taking notes right now. He's he's gonna let you have it on the next show for sure. Um, and you know I deserve it. It's fine, dude. Though that trailer, so good. My God, like it's funny because I think that's been the trailer that most people have been wanting, anticipating, and anticipating. Everybody said, "Oh, we're gonna get it at the Super Bowl," and we didn't. Um, you know, everybody was has been hyped up for this trailer for a long time, and it delivered. It really did. It, it actually over delivered. Yeah, like I'm not sure what I was expecting, but I didn't think I would get everything we got. And no, it, <sighs> the the stuff that the stuff that really stuck. There was so much that stuck out at me when I was watching it. You know, when you hear Obi Wan say that you know the battle's over and we lost. Yeah. Um, I I think that's something that he has to say. He's probably well, trying it seems to convince accurate. himself. Yeah. The battle's over, and uh, yeah, we, we totally lost. Yeah, but dude, you never hear a protagonist say that. You do now. Yeah. Yeah, but I you're mean, right. But That's it, not a classic Star Wars line. That is so rare. Yeah. And in, in not even in Star Wars, but in any franchise to hear, you know, to, and, and it can be jarring. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, and the know, way it was done, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then later on in the uh, you know in the action montage, and you hear a variation of Duel of the Fates was incredible. Um, that was yeah. It, as soon as I picked that out, I was like, oh god, this is going to be really good. Yeah, my uh, I did have some hair stand up when I heard that because oh, yeah. I was like, oh yes. yes, oh yes. And then of course you know it's impossible to dodge now if you haven't seen it, but the still of Vader, just oh yeah, so cool. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it looks so cool. We knew that we were getting Vader in the show, but still seeing Vader was uh, was something. It was really cool. I yeah. it was kind of like at the end of Rogue One, right? Right. When he <laughs> yeah, very much when he like unsheaths the the lightsaber and it's the only light, but he looks so amazing. Seeing him come out of his, um, uh, for lack of a better term, what, what do they call it's, that? It's thing? like a I don't know. The Force Dyad guys know. Yeah. Guys, go listen to that. Come on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when he comes out of his helmetless chamber, I guess is what we'll call it. Yeah, regeneration chamber. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The what iron lung pop. Um, yeah. So when he comes out of that, he looks really cool. Uh, but the, man, I cannot wait to watch that one. I am far more excited for Kenobi than I probably, obviously more so than Book of Boba. Yeah. Um, 
probably more so than I was for a first Mandalorian season two. I would agree with that. I, I would agree. I think Kenobi, for me, the hype on Kenobi is much higher. Well, because I love Ewan McGregor, and that's a oh, yeah. character with a lot of story that oh, you yeah. want to see. Yeah, I mean, Ewan McGregor's just plays Obi-Wan Kenobi so well. Hello you, there. Yeah, you forget that Alec Guinness is even there, and Alec Guinness is great. Yes. You know, but Ewan McGregor does such a great job with Kenobi. And then, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Obi-Wan has so much to tell that you don't get. You get a lot of him in the prequel trilogy, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really tell a crazy amount of his story. I think you get more backstory on Obi-Wan from the Clone Wars. Oh, absolutely. Than you do from those three movies. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing some of the holes filled there. Uh, I want to see, you know, I want to see a little bit more of Tatooine because we didn't get enough sand in uh, in the Book of Boba Fett. You know what I'm wondering about Tatooine? <laughs> what if Tatooine is like Earth and they're just hanging out in the one part of the planet? Right. You, you know what would be cool? Well, no, not what would be cool, but what would have made the Star Wars story a lot shorter is if Moff Tarkin would have gone to Tatooine with the Death Star in A New Hope. Yeah. Like that would have pretty well handled everything right there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but then how much time would they be spending on Alderaan? That could be a what if episode. Oh, what if Tatooine? What had if the blown Death up? Star blew up Tatooine instead of Alderaan? I mean, Disney could do that. Yeah, they could. I mean, it, it could a be Star done. Wars what if series. Ultron went to Mustafar, so whatever, right? That was still awesome. That was really cool. I can't wait to see more of that in the multiverse of madness. But yeah. yes, yes. So that was cool. I was also excited to see um, a little bit of uh, was it Joel Edgerton. Edgerton mm-hmm. um, as Luke's uncle. Yeah, um, it's kind of. I didn't realize that I wanted to see more of those characters because, really, in A New Hope, you get to see them for maybe just a couple of frames, and, and they're then, cantankerous as hell until they get barbecued. Yeah, they and yeah, and then all of a sudden they're just a bunch of roasted slim jims. Right, and, and Luke's just kind of hanging out in the speeder, like, "Well, that happened. I guess I get to leave the world now." I'm so sad. I want to go to Alderaan. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He has he's devastated by that as about as much as my kid is when they drop a crayon. It looks like the Inquisitors are going to sweat Owen pretty good. Yeah, it looks and like it. That is exciting because then you know that that introduces a whole new element that I don't think I know I didn't think of is Uncle Owen. Like, how much of a ride or die is that dude for Obi Wan? Right, he must be a pretty good one. I, yeah, I mean, I mean, th- you know, this, this, I mean, he could endure some torture. Oh yeah, and you know, he probably is to keep, you know, and and to keep secrets from the Sith. I mean, th- this could this or could just introduce, even you know the Empire itself. Right, this could introduce a whole new you know element and a whole new appreciation for that character. I wonder, and just because we know now know how. Star Wars Disney shows are that you might be the title character, but you probably aren't going to get all of your episodes. That's possible. And, yeah. And looking back on this Mandalorian was the same. I mean, you know, Ahsoka showing up, we had uh Bo-Katan, mm-hmm. you know, and while they didn't take over the episodes as much as characters did from the book of Boba, we might get whole uh, episodes of Kenobi that are essentially just the other characters that are being it's introduced. They, I, yeah. I think, you know, Uncle Owen's going to get a whole lot of screen time. Owen could get a, a whole episode or maybe a little bit more for his arc. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, you really you really never know. 
And I'm also interested to see at what point do they allow the audience to see Vader sensing Luke and Leia. That's got to happen, right? It's got to. Right, right, exactly. In fact, that might be what draws him there more so than Obi-Wan. You know, it was always, it was kind of ambiguous in A New Hope. Yeah, but it seems kind of obvious, so. Right. But we could go in further detail, but we wouldn't do it justice. If you guys want to know more about the Kenobi trailer and get it a complete breakdown, check out our sister podcast in the Galactic Dads Podcast Network, the Force Dyad Podcast. Their latest episode, which I believe will be episode... 23, I think, right? I believe it is 23. Uh, We'll be dropping later. This week, and they will break that trailer down much, much better, better than, than we can. Than we can. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, so definitely go check out the latest episode of the Force Dyad podcast, hosted by Obi Sean and Jedi John and Jedi John. Mm-hmm. All right, so go check that out while we move on uh, to our next topic. Where we? That's you, buddy. That's all that, you. Yeah, that's me. So, so we jump from Star Wars to Star Trek. Yes. So everybody's favorite franchise. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I like it. There's some fun stuff. So did you watch The Next Generation? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Did. That that was how I broke my teeth into Star okay. Trek because okay. it was always kind of on later in the evening. Right, right. It was always in the 9 o'clock hour. Yes. Yeah. And so I would see, you know, the the fleet. We're talking, you know, Jonathan Riker. Number mm. number one, Will Riker. That's you were right. real close. Right. It's What's, all good. Jonathan's is really Jonathan right. Frakes. Yes. That's right. Yes, uh, and then of course Dr. Beverly Crusher, mm-hmm. uh, Dana Troy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Worf, mm-hmm. Jordy LaForge, who mm-hmm. I didn't realize till later was from the Reading Rainbow. Uh huh. Um, which you know, love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Data and Data. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then not to mention the actual star of the show who was way too good of an actor to be cast in a star wars tv <laughs> show at that time we're of course talking about captain jean-luc picard which yes. is what you want to talk about right sir patrick stewart so professor x right right charles xavier has his own star trek show <laughs> anyway <laughs> no star trek picard season two just came out uh actually the second episode dropped today i have not watched it but i did watch the first episode yeah uh dude this show, man, like the the first the first season was a little slow to get off its feet. Probably rather like Sir Patrick Stewart, given that he's like eighty. Uh, but uh, actually, Captain Picard is—he still looks better than I do. Yeah, I should refer to him as Admiral Picard at this point. Is in his nineties, he's pushing a hundred. But um, the first episode of season two was awesome. Uh, if if it's any indication on how the season's going to go, I'm. I am hooked onto this. I might start getting up early in the morning to watch it when it first comes out. Look at you. It's that's commitment. It's great. That's um, Paramount Plus, right? Yeah, that's or Paramount that. Plus. Um, you can also get that through Prime Video. Um, Prime Video, you can get the Paramount Plus attachment and just do it all through there. That's what I do. Um, Say it but, right. It's Amazon Prime. Yes. Yeah, we must yes. cave to our corporate overlords. Yes. Yes. Amazon. Lord Prime. Bezos. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> No, in the first episode of season two, you get to see what happened with all of the characters, all the main characters from season one. Um, It made it look like season one was very much a happy ending uh, for the most part. Um, The captain of La Serena now is a Starfleet captain. He's the captain of the new Stargazer, which was, you know, for, for our Star Trek people, 
the Stargazer was Captain Picard's first command before he was the captain of the Enterprise. So it was a nice little callback there. Um, okay. But, I like callbacks. Yeah, they had a lot of happy ending stuff in there, and then they kind of brought everybody back together and enter. You know, you also get to see Guinan for the first time in a while. Um, that's always exciting to me, Guinan being the bartender from the Thank next generation. Whoopi Goldberg, baby. Yes. Yeah. And in in the realm of TV in general, not just Star Trek, Guinan is a very fascinating character because she's like 800 years old and she's a bartender. Bartenders are fascinating people when they're not 800 years old. So, this is true. There you go, this for the most true. part. But yeah. uh, but no, I, it was great. There's, there's a lot of good action. There's a lot of good character development. The Borg show up. Um, that's always fun. Yeah, the Borg are great. Actually, the Borg show up in one piece. So that's interesting. What? Did somebody yeah. threaten to dip their ship in water? I don't know. But uh, but yeah, the Borg show up in one piece, and then some stuff happens, and I'm not going to give too much away in case you want to see it and be blown away yourself. Um, but uh, long and short, at the end of the episode, Picard wakes up. The world is very, very different, and he is greeted by a old, very old friend. I think I know who this friend being is. Being Q. Yep, there we go. And I loved how they did this because John Delancey plays Q, who is a character that's omnipotent, who's immortal, has no age. Um, and I was really concerned. It's like, okay, how are you going to take a guy that's, you know, obviously 25, 30 years older than he was in, in the TV show mm-hmm. and bring him back? And um, they did it in a really cheeky way because he shows up de-aged and, uh, you know, he's all... Smart alecky like he always is. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Can I guess? Can I guess how they do this? Yeah, go. Okay. So being that Q is the type of character he is, he probably sees Picard as old as he is and goes, (laughs) will it make it easier for you if I just kind of look as old as you and then just ages himself up to kind of mirror that? You were so close. Oh, You were so close. He looks, he's like, Mon Capitan, you look a lot older than I remember. And then snaps his fingers and enter the actual day, current day. John Delancey. So you were really close, except you were allowing him to be a little more polite than he Yeah, instead is. of the actual. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but okay. the, the way they did it, I thought it was, I thought it was really nice. It looks like the season is going to go in a direction of basically, it's almost a what if show. Oh, you know, I love it. It's what if, um, I, I th- honestly, I think it's what if the, the Federation just kicked the Borgs into space and, you know, changed everything that way because you see a lot of artifacts and things in Picard's study after, you know, at the end, like there's a Cardassian skull on the desk and there's a Ferengi skull on the desk and there's a picture of him in this black, like almost looks like a, like a, I don't know, like a, like an SS uniform type uniform. Oh, man. Uh, in a Toward portrait. The Federation got a little darker. Huh? Yeah, almost like he was more of a conqueror than, yeah, than what he was, more of a warrior. Seeking out new worlds and exploring them. It's more like, I work for dark side. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to seek out new life and new civilizations and kill them. Yeah. You know. And, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting, why am I laughing at that? That's so awful. And I'm like, yeah, I know it sounds terrible, but we're like, hell yeah. I want to see that. I'm I'll thinking the same that. thing. I'm like, dude, I want to, I want to see some like dark, dark Federation crap going on for a minute. Like as long as we have a happy ending at the end of the season, let's, let's dive into this a little. 
at the end of the season, Superman shows up to stop them. Right. Okay, okay. No, then Q shows up. He's like, just kidding, man. You just took this a certain way. I got to, no, nah, we're out. <laughs> Jeez, that was dark. Yeah, but no, it's it's good TV. Star Trek's in a good place right now. That's um, good. Yeah, That's Discovery's good. coming around. You got Strange New Worlds coming out in May. I'm excited for that. Lower Decks is still popping. Lower Decks is good. hilarious. Yeah. It is so good. Even Prodigy is probably the most adorable thing I've ever seen. Nice. The kids show. Yeah. It's so Over there on cute. Essentially Nickelodeon style, it, right? It's yeah. on Nickelodeon. Right. Yeah, it's a Nickelodeon show. But yeah, Star Trek is uh, has got some good stuff going on right now. So uh, What a good time to be a Star Trek fan. That's true. There haven't been a lot of good times on that since the 90s, and now it's uh, it's definitely getting a little bit better. But uh, Excellent. We've even got some, you know, the possibility and the promise of a new movie on the horizon, but I think that's for the next segment, isn't it? That is, mm-hmm. and as such, what a great transition. So speaking of movies, movies, we do have some movie news to cover, although I don't think we're going to talk about a possible Star Trek film. You may have been misled by that last statement. You got at least a year before that's anything we need to talk about anyway, so whatever, right? That's fine. That's fine. But what do we got, though? I think today we've got uh, some Dune 2 news. Yes. Uh, Our fan favorite spoiler himself, Tom Holland, is back (laughs) at it. My hero. So we'll talk about that. And then, of course, you know, we just released episode 86 where we talked about the Batman. That mm-hmm. is a spoiler-free episode, so you can yes. definitely check that out and have absolutely nothing spoiled. Yeah, we actually did pretty good on that. I was curious I was surprised. what we were going to do. As I went through the editing on that one, I was like, ooh. Yeah. We uh, we shied away from it, but we yeah, did it justice. We did good. We so did good. I was proud of that. Uh, but we'll talk about it a little bit here uh, just to kind of, you know, no major spoilers, but yeah, just kind of put a put a bow on it, I guess. That's right, put a bat bow, yeah, if you will. I'm still, I, I, I'm, I'm still tripping off of Paul Dano. I am too. Like, good God, man, I am too. Like, considering the last movie I saw that guy in before the Batman was the Girl Next Door, where he was that like goofy nerdy <laughs> high school kid. Raider directed porno as his first directorial debut. No, he wasn't even the kid that was directing it. He was the really shy kid that had to wear the fencing mask in his scene. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah, he he was like. So like, he likes masks. Yeah, exa- well, yeah, actually, it's a really good point. We there saw we this go. coming. We Look did. At that. We could have seen the clues. We could have seen the clues. If you've been in a porno, do not lie. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, he was just haunting. He is, he is terrifying. Holy crap. Movie. Like, all the comparisons to Heath Ledger's Joker. At first, it's like, eh, but no, no, totally justified. Totally justified. He is, uh, yeah, there were some moments with that character that just blew my freaking mind away. I'm going to tell you what makes him scarier than Heath Ledger's Joker. Okay, Heath Ledger's Joker is just iconic. Oh, yeah. Right? You can't really compare them. Uh, just be- I mean, they were both just so great. But the thing that scares me more about Paul Dano's Riddler is that, especially in today's day and age in 2022, he seems scary believable. Like, this right. guy could definitely exist. Right, right. Well, there was that point, and, you know, spoiler warning in three, two, one. 
there was that point where there was the viral video of him mm-hmm. and we all talked about it at the, at the, uh, at bar Louie after. Yes. And we all said the same thing. It's like, we, you know, we probably should have been watching the video, but we couldn't stop staring at the comments in the chat. Yeah. Because, you know, the followers were just completely blind. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. absolutely. Um, and it wasn't, you know, there's a comment about how many followers there are and everything, but the scary part is, is what it shows and again, we, we've told you the spoilers, but we're not even going to get that deep into it, though, is Mm-mm. how easy it is to radicalize someone. Right. And that's right. the scary part. That's the part that made that movie so terrifying to me. Yeah, because you thought it was over. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought I thought the movie was over. And th- that was essentially the beginning of the third act. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, y- y- I, I, thought it was, I thought it was done, and then there was the... You know, there was the conversation that was had and that that scene, you know, the conversation scene that brought that brought vibes back of Silence of the Lambs. Yes, it did. But it also brought back vibes of the Dark Knight where Bruce and Joker are in the room. That's very true. That's very true. It's very similar in that respect. And it was just, you know, it's it's just kind of one of those scenes where you're very aware of what's going on because obviously you're watching it and stuff. But if you're paying real close attention, you're picking up on other things that are being revealed in that conversation. Oh yeah. And it's fun because you realize you're beating Batman to it. And yeah. that is the true fun of this Riddler. That, yeah, that's very true. That's, that is the, that is the real fun about this and, and about the story and everything. The, the way that this Batman movie was, was brought out and all that with all of the detective work and all of the, the gadgetry that you see and all of the different stuff. That was the part that impressed me the most about this movie was this movie was every bit of a murder mystery crime drama. Oh, first. Yeah. It was chiefly a a mystery. And yeah. And when I talk to people about this movie, it's like, I don't, you know, if you don't do superhero movies, you might still like this movie. You might actually like this movie movie a lot more. more. Um, because of the way that the story unfolds and the way the story plays out, it's, it's just so well done. I I mean, good God. It is so good. It's actually one of those things where when you think about and again, a lot of people want to compare this to the Nolan trilogy, right? Of course. And that's so hard to do because, you know, the the goals were different. Right. And this movie was made specifically to be a completely different type of film. Right. Um, whereas Christopher Nolan will tell you in his movies, he realizes that the scope of them just kept getting bigger and bigger because audience scores want that spectacle mm-hmm. or they want to see incredible things like planes coming apart in the air, like in the dark Knight rises. Right. Um, I mean, just ludicrous type of sceneries, like big spectacle. And what this movie does is it nails back in to the actual mystery and the storytelling through unraveling these clues and, and the detective work and then still peppers in spectacle. Yeah. It so drills it, it down with a very, very narrow lens. Yeah. And then, you know, it still gives you the action you want to see, but it, it also gives you a lot of that intimate close-up type stuff yes. that you didn't even know that you wanted. Very good character um, 
character-driven story there, and there's a lot of character evolution. A I mean, lot of it. Just watch, and obviously you're going to go, well, of course Batman changes. It's his movie. But, like, he's changing right in front of you subtly without you going, oh, there's the moment. It's just him changing and doing things that you could tell that his monologue from the beginning of the movie that mindset would have never let him do right. a lot of the stuff that you just kind of witness him organically evolve into. But you also see the layers peeled back on other characters too. Which was so cool. Selena Kyle being a prime example, but also mm-hmm. Carmine Falcone. Carmine you know, is, I mean, John Turturro did such a good job with him. Yeah, he, he was, he acted that part perfectly, um, you know, and he wasn't, you would think Carmine Falcone is the most powerful crime boss in Gotham you would think a dude like that would be imposing, like a kingpin type. John Turturro's not an imposing dude. He's tall. He's tall. But the yeah, but that's that's almost misleading because you think, hearing that, you're like, oh, so he's like a comedian in this movie. No, no he's like a real slick, I'll be your friend until I slit your throat. And that's what I character. loved about him. He's walking around in a cardigan playing pool. Yes, and like he, a... Like a real gangster Mr. Rogers. He doesn't even need to show you that he's a gangster. You just know it. And that's just, you You just have to figure out how to deal with that. You know, the, the Penguin, you know, he showed that he was a gangster. Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't show that he was Colin Farrell. You yeah, know, you, wouldn't you wouldn't know recognize that, that dude. But uh, but he showed that he was a gangster. The, and, the only thing in that movie, and I'm sorry to cut you off there, that really bothered me and especially the more I think back on it, is I don't understand what Oswald Cobblepot's doing, but that guy's getting a one hell of a free pass yeah. for his for his behavior. Yeah, it, they they've gotta be they've gotta be not taking him seriously or something like that, because they just left him chilling like at a loading dock or something and went and, you know, did whatever they wanted to do. It's it, like wait, it, wait. it was after some real questionable stuff, one of them uh being openly attacking a police officer with an automatic weapon. Yeah, uh, but, and having a dead body in your trunk, there was yeah, that's, that. That's not a big deal. I mean, nah, you know, I mean whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's Gotham, so maybe that's a misdemeanor there. Is I mean, that I'm, a I'm pretty sure it's as common as having a spare in your in your that's trunk. Possible? Maybe that's the donut. Yeah, that's right. You, you just, just wrap them around the wheel. Yeah, you get a flat tire, you kill somebody, you wrap them around the wheel. It's good. To go. Okay, this got morbid. I got over. Getting a real GTA vibe from this. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's uh, one of the things that we talked about in our review in episode 86 was the music, like the sound of that movie. And I caught myself just like, as I was driving around, I put on the soundtrack for the Batman. The the score is awesome. It's so good. In the first, it sets the tone in the first few minutes of the movie that you're hearing it. And, and you know, you're using those minor scales and stuff like that. And it's giving you that, that dark vibe immediately right away, heavy bass and everything like that. And it just, you feel it. Yeah, as, you almost as much as you hear it. You feel the weight of of all of it. Before, That's a great way to put it. Before you even know what you're feeling the weight of, that weight is there. Yeah, and, which, uh, which is really good work. Yeah, that's incredible work. I mean, you don't get that kind of soundtrack out of a lot of movies. Actually, the last movie that really that that draws to mind, and it's probably because they're both Batman movies, but The mm-hmm. Dark Knight. Yes. Whenever Joker was about to appear you could hear like the high strings like start going mm-hmm. just to put you on edge for this like chaos that was about to enter the room. Yeah. 
And this movie does it in kind of a different way. Instead of high strings, you get those like real low mm-hmm. when you said the minor keys and like you feel it. And it just brings about like this like heavy, oppressive foreboding. Yeah. And then boom, these characters are there. So you already have like this dread in right. you before you even see the action start to unfold. Well, there was so much of that dread in the Batman because you had the darkness and you had all the spot, the dark places you can't see in these scenes. Yeah. The, the movie just, is full of like all these like negative spaces. Yeah. And you just know like, okay, is he going to pop out of there? Is he going to pop out of there? Maybe, maybe not. You, you know, but you don't know. You know what it was like? It was like, I just watched this movie, the latest scream. Scream five. <laughs> and in that movie, they play with a lot of the jump scares where you see people yeah. open doors. And then when you shut the door, you assume that the killer is going to be right, by, right yeah. there. Like your mind is already planning where the killer is going to jump out from. Right. That same kind of camera trick mm-hmm. is employed in the Batman because you see all of these like black shadowy places and dark hallways and like alleyways. And you're like, Batman's got to come out of there. Right. And he doesn't. Yeah. Until he does. And then, right. like, they do it so well <laughs> that by the time it happens, you're like, nothing. Dude's going to drop out of the freaking ceiling or something. And then, like, bam. And you're like, yes. yes. Yeah. That's what I wanted. <laughs> uh, and and so they do that very well. But they also kind of do, like, this weird juxtaposition in the Batman that they don't usually don't do in Batman films or TV shows and cartoons, whatever media. Normally, Batman appears silently like a ninja. True. In this movie, in specific scenes, Batman is stomping into the room mm-hmm. with hard boots like you know he's coming. It's yeah. like he's crunching the ground beneath him it's as like he's he shows entering up in the, the scene. Yes. Good God. <laughs> Actually, the only other problem I had with the, the Batmobile is when it appears, how the hell did he park it there with no one noticing? Uh, you know, I, I kind of was wondering about that, too, because a car like that, you leave that bad boy it. in neutral and just push it in? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and then go like, turn it on? You got a teleporter, dude? What's up? <laughs> I had to, had to borrow this from the JLA watchtower. I teleported my car into this scene. Give me just a second to be ready for all this. Okay. By the way, uh, with gas prices the way they are, just blew half my fortune turning this thing on. <laughs> I converted it to compressed natural gas. Trust me, it works. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> We're using biofuel. Okay. Uh, yeah, right. Whatever you're doing, I believe it. Yeah, exactly. He's got to be burning pure ethanol. Those those, those are blue flames coming out of the back of the car. I was about car. to say, the blue flames coming out of the jet say it's a high octane. Let's just go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm burning straight alcohol. But I, I did love that they very subtly in that movie kind of played to the whole... Bruce Wayne works on his own stuff. Yes. You know, because he, yeah, he's got he, the multiple was, motorcycles. Like we talked about in the last episode, the bike he's riding in the beginning is an older, like probably a 70s era Harley type bike. Yeah. It almost like barely bigger than a cafe racer. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. It almost looked like, you know, like an 85, like Yamaha or, or like an old, old Harley or something like that. And, the, you know, he gets something a little fancier later on, but then you got the car and then there's a shot in the back cave with the manifolds and stuff sitting on the table. Yeah. And, you know, you, you get the idea that this Batman does his own work, which I think is the point. Right. And, and I like that because, you know, not, not cutting the tumbler because you, you just don't. The tumbler the was cool. Yeah. But it's very obvious that Bruce is not building the Tumblr. Bruce's company, who supplies military-grade weapons, is building the Tumblr. You know, just a different way of telling the story. I think it's a 
again, Tumblr is cool. I think oh, I this is a, this is a better way. Few, I, I, fewer uh, people to rat on you, kind of stuff. Exactly. You, Arata alata. You rat with wings. That's mm-hmm. right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. All right. So. so let's move on from the Batman. Obviously, we want you to go see it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so Tom Holland spoiled something. What do you do? So I, I'll be honest do, with Tom? you, dude. I didn't even read the article. I just looked at the headlines and and kind of caught some of the. Little stuff. I don't want to be spoiled. Oh, that's fair. I don't want to be spoiled either. You don't want to be spoiled either. I don't. And the Patreon poll we did. They don't want to be spoiled spoiled either. either. And none of the listeners want to be spoiled. So Tom Holland did something bad. And uh, there was some leaked footage. And that's all I'm going to say. Or pretty much on brand at this point. Like I don't exactly, think. exactly. I mean, the only thing that could be more on brand is if he was like on hot ones with Mark Ruffalo and they both did it. You know, is that coming? I think that's happening. It'd be pretty sweet if it did. I would watch that. I don't know. All right, all right, all right. So, okay, so if you're in the mood to go get possible spoilers, uh, go check out Tom Holland's latest uh, webbed foot and mouth incident. Look look it up on Twitter. It is everywhere. Um, and, And, you know, people are not shy. I mean, it looks to me like the articles and stuff. Like I said, I didn't read them. I don't want to know. Um. But uh, it looks to me like the articles are pretty freely saying, oh, Tom Holland spoiled that this person's going to be in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, I'm not even going to go look. Was it Uncle Ben? <laughs> I'd be down for that. Why not? Right. Okay. All right, so let's move on from that, and you've got one other thing yeah, for let's, us. There is this really cool. So let's move on to something Tom Holland's girlfriend is doing. Yeah. Um, so, well, Hang on, though. Hang on, though. I think, I think the next character that was casted is much more interesting. I'm oh, sorry. so much I'm more. Sorry, so much more. Now it's it's not confirmed, <sighs> but so let's talk about Dune. Um, Dune, do if you haven't watched. So if you haven't watched Dune, um, the most recent Dune movie um, from Dennis Villanueva, it is back on HBO Max as of today. Oh yes, so I'm watching I will go that watch when it I get again. home. Yeah, I've watched it like nine times. I love that movie. It is so, so well good. done. You remember um, how I said I love Oscar Isaac? Yeah, yeah, he's great. Uh, so everybody, every, I, I, I have Jason Momoa, a weak point in that movie. Thanos is walking around. You still love Josh Brolin, right? It, it's hilarious because he's just as angsty as you'd expect him to be. Too, he's so good. He's a great Gurney Halleck. So is. good. Um, but I love all the cast from Dune. Is just superb. Yes, the cast from Dune is really good. Uh, I'm not even going to call some of this stuff spoilers because, dude, that book's been out since before our parents were born. So, true, whatever. Um, Dune Two is coming. Um, that's you know no secret or anything like that. The uh, the cast from Dune is coming back. Timothy Chalamet is coming back. Rebecca Ferguson is coming back as oh, she's wonderful. Uh, Paul's mother, Lady mm-hmm. Jessica. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zendaya is coming back as uh, Chani, the Fremen princess that is going to end up as paul atreides's concubine um like i said that's not a spoiler dude the book's 65 years old go read it i'm just gonna say you know what that paul atreides i know his whole family gets off or whatever but you know there's some silver you linings know, it there comes yeah. around for <laughs> it him. really does it comes around for him so there is some there's some <laughs> after the wildfire <laughs> there is a blooming forest let me tell you there are some casting rumors that came out over the past few days uh, one of them came out today um conversations are being had with austin butler to play the role of fade Rotha harkonnen 
which for those of you who are not familiar with the book, Fade Ratha is the nephew of Baron Harkonnen, who is the guy who kills Paul's entire family. Yeah. and uh, oh, That's right, House Harkonnen. Yes, and uh, Paul duels Fade Ratha at the end of the book, Dune, and um, it's pretty freaking awesome. Cool. So uh, Austin Butler is going to have a rough day at some point. Um, he is famous from Elvis? I don't know, dude. Sure. I'm going to be honest. Okay. I've never heard of this guy, but um, hang on a second. Keep it growing. Yeah he he looks he looks the part. Um, dark haired kid. Um, you know he looks like if you put the right kind of uniform on him, he could be just evil enough to play the character of Fade Rotha Harkonnen, who is a pretty ruthless, um, power hungry, craving kid. Basically, is is oh what, he plays a uh, Tex Watson in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There it is. Okay, yeah, and uh, oh, Will Olmsford in the Shannara Chronicles. Are you familiar oh, okay. with that? Yeah, I've heard of it. Never watched it. He's a younger dude. Oh, dude, he's yeah, he's definitely from some Elvis, um, yeah, movie or something. This dude's thirty. What? No, that dude, look, he's 15, maybe, sitting so, on a phone. But. All right, look, daddy issue for episode 88, <laughs> when you are so old that the 30-year-olds look like kids. Yes, he yeah. does. He looks like a kid. <laughs> he does look like a kid, but oh he, he looks like he needs to look to be in a duel with Timothy Chalamet at the end of Dune. Right, that's, I got you. That's the point. That, like, young um, kind of thing, I got it. Yeah, and, and dude, Faze Rother's a jerk. Like, I mean, in the book, he's... He sucks. Okay, like, he, he's Yo, not great. So. I'm straight up not having a good time with this guy. No, he, he yeah, he's a he's he's you just don't like him from the jump when he shows up. Um, that's he's fair. he's okay. not like Dave Bautista's character who's just dumb. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but anyway, uh, the one, what's the other uh, casting? I was about to say. I, I know you're excited, I got really about, the excited other one. about. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got a princess on our hands, kids. Yes, so, we do. The conversation is being had with Florence Pugh to play Princess Irulan. So if you don't immediately know who that is, let's talk about... Have you been living under a rock? The new Black Widow. Oh, yes. Uh, she's also... She was in Midsummer, and she's in a lot of other stuff, but mm-hmm. she is my favorite female Marvel character right now. I, I love her. I she's love just her. so funny, but she's absolutely lethal. Yes. Um, so she like rides that fine line between I'll kill your whole family and but you know like I'll be nice to you while I do it. Oh yeah, yeah, like her and Hawkeye, like her whole interactions with Kate so Bishop were just they were mind-blowing. It was it went from hilarious to like oh god, you're serious. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't want you to win, but I love you. Like she's an incredible actor and you know, she's not playing a, a character that really needs an incredible actor. But, but that, that might be even better. Like yeah. she could really take that character and make her really relatable they to could, today's audience. Well, yeah, and and there's nothing saying that Dallas Villanueva isn't going to do something with Princess Irulan to make her more interesting or more right. potent in in the movie story. It doesn't have to be a perfect adaptation. Princess Irulan being the daughter, the oldest daughter of the Emperor, uh, who betrayed House Atreides. And you know, there you go. It's so, a real, it's a real, it's a bitch move. Yeah, dude. If you like, if you get, okay, guys, if you like sci-fi, like if you like Star Wars or Star Trek or something like that, which if you don't, you're watching and you're listening to our show. Yeah. I still love you, but you know, yeah. I, I really love your fortitude here. <laughs> um, 
read Dune, dude. Seriously. Like, it is it's pretty awesome. Good. Or it's at, a least, great at least book. get that bad boy on Audible. Yeah, it's a great book. Like, it's a really good book. I read it in middle school and then I read it again in college. And uh, I'm probably due to read it again. It is, it's a really, really good sci fi story. Um, and D- Dennis Villanueva made a really good movie out of the first half. His of the first adaptation's book. awesome. And oh, the, it's incredible. The way that they decide to use the ornithopters as like almost like dragonfly machines. That that was, was such wild. an awesome choice. That was wild. When I saw the the dragonfly looking ornithopters, I was like, okay, I, yep, yeah. this is gonna be great. As soon as I saw that, I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and sit down for this. Yeah, and it looks like no punches are being pulled on the cast for Dune Two. So Dune Two is gonna be every bit as good as Dune One, I very, think. It's gonna be good. awesome. Very good. Yep. All right, well, I think that's going to wrap it for movies. Let's go ahead and hit video games real quick, and then uh, we'll head on to some other favorite parts of this show. But video games it is. All right, it is definitely time for that video game news. And as such, we did mention this man was taking over a new Twitter handle. Let me plug that Twitter handle again one more time. G Dads Gaming. At G Dads Gaming. Over there. It's not much right now, but it'll have it where it counts. Yeah. Yeah. It'll it'll come to fruition a little later. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, well, you've got gaming news. Let's talk about it. By right. the way, you did give me news on a uh, PS5 restock uh-huh. uh, earlier this week. Yep. And nothing came from that because I had a work meeting at the 10 a.m. release, and I didn't go with the GameStop Pro. Well, tomorrow is an in-store restock. Yeah, the in-store restock. And you already said your boss isn't coming into work tomorrow, right? It's true. Yeah. I might have to make uh-huh. a little trip. Yeah. Be like, hey, because the in-store restock tomorrow is the disc versions. Yeah, and that's the one you want. That's the one I that's want. That's the one you want. For that's an extra 100 bucks, it only makes sense. Yeah. So I, I would have thought, and I don't know, I'm not much for digital versions anyway, just right. because I like, I'm I'm old, and I'm, I'm old, old school. too. Everybody watching, take a look at the, just the, yeah. all the issues of comics. There's something to be said here. about the physical copies. I mean, Indeed. honestly, like, you know, nobody's buying NFTs like trading cards. There's nothing like trading cards. That's true. Nothing like the real thing. Oh, by the way, I got an NFT uh, for being one of the first um, ticket buyers for the Batman. Oh. IMAX premiere. I got access to an NFT. Congratulations. It's probably the first time and won't, well, I won't say last time, but I have no other plans to buy any NFTs uh, without that. But anyway. I thought about making them, but that's another conversation. I thought about that too, but nobody wants to see that part of me. Anyway, no, right, right. Go go ahead and run it real quick. No, bud. it's all good. So um, in the PlayStation restock world, it looks like GameStop is starting to make some moves again, which is good. Um, for those of you who are still looking for a system, find my boy Matt Switter on Twitter. Look up the shortcut. This dude's job is to help you find the tech you want. That's how I got my PS5. So Yeah, he's got I'll the keep. newsletter, too. Yeah, he's yeah. got the newsletter. This dude doesn't pay me or nothing like that. Like, there ain't no sponsorship or nothing. We should reach out to him. He's just a good dude. He's just, like, cross-promote, baby. Thing. Yeah, that's all. Um, but anyway, Sony had State of Play this week. Um, they did about 20 minutes of PS4 and PS5 game news. Their focus was Japanese publishers, which is, you know, it's pretty cool. They don't normally do that kind of thing. 
Um, so that was kind of neat. Um, Capcom revealed Exoprimal. Uh, it's coming next year. Uh, looks like a Dino Crisis type game, which is cool. Um, looking forward to seeing how that works. So I'm wondering if it's going to have that same like survival horror type, if there's going to be the weapon crafting and everything. I don't know. This is the first time I've seen it. Um, it's nice to see Capcom getting in the game a little bit more um, with a new IP. I think that's kind of cool. Um, we got Ghostwire Tokyo got a new trailer. Uh, it's launching later this month. It's a PS5 exclusive. Um, it's a horror, open world horror game. I'm not a horror game player, so I don't know much about this. But if you like the Resident Evil Silent Hill type games, you like open world games, this is probably something you need to look at. Uh, something I am looking at. So it's no secret I'm a Final Fantasy fan. Um, Final Fantasy's had a little bit of a renaissance here, which we'll go into in a minute. But new demo just showed up uh, for Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin, which Stranger of Paradise is, it's like a uh, retelling of the original Final Fantasy game from the 80s. Um, I gotta be honest, the trailers kind of look stupid. You know, the... I have to kill chaos. Like, you need to come up with better dialogue. But, you know, the gameplay is the important part. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, it is coming from Team Ninja, which they developed Neo. Neo is a great game. Um, the demo's out. I have not played it yet. Next time you hear from me, I will have better information on that. I'm really looking forward to seeing that, how that shakes out. The original Final Fantasy, the remakes and everything, that game holds up a lot. It really does. Now, it, it'll separate the men from the boys because it's not a game that's going to tell you where to go immediately. But it's a great game, and it still holds up. I mean, I've, I've been playing it now for oh, 33 years, and I still enjoy it. So um, let's see. Next one, Forspoken. New gameplay footage shown. The gameplay is beautiful. Uh, it was just delayed to October, so that sucks. But at least when it shows up, it's going to look cool. Um, we got a new Gundam Evolution game coming out. Okay, that's great. Um, here, here's one. Uh, Brandon, you might dig this one. TMNT, the Cowabunga Collection, announced for 2022. Does it have Turtles in Time on it? Uh, you know, um, yes, it does. Features 13 classic TMNT right. games, including in. Turtles in Time. I'm in. Uh, let's see. Also shown in the State of Play trailer. Blah, 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 blah. It's coming to all consoles this year. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, let's see. There's a couple of other games that, you know, I don't know anything about, so I don't really want to talk about them. That's fair. Uh, Returnal is getting a co-op update and a little bit of a DLC. So Returnal was a PlayStation exclusive game. Uh, kind of carried the system for a little bit. Um, I've never played it. I probably should. Well, I mean, things. there's always that. Well, Hi. We All have right. a guest. We do have a guest. She yeah, should be guess. in bed, but she followed me downstairs. That's okay. That's how this kind of thing happens. It does. It does. So, hi. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Good she night. takes off. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. So, then we get into to some of the other, you know, the Square Enix has a new strategy RPG called the Dio Field Chronicle, uh, otherwise referred to as not Final Fantasy Tactics Remake. Okay. So there you go. All right. Um, Valkyrie Elysium. So there's a new Valkyrie game coming out in PlayStation. So that's cool. Okay. I can um, deal with that. That's the state of play. Um, I, I I would be, I'd be failing myself if I didn't mention how many Japanese RPGs are getting their day this year. 
Okay. Um, so I don't know. Did you ever play any of the JRPGs, the Final Fantasies, Chrono Trigger, any of those when you were a kid? Uh, Chrono Trigger, yes. Yeah. Um, not many of RPGs really weren't my jam. I get it. I uh, I think the closest I ever got to an RPG was Marvel Ultimate Alliance. That's a good uh, one. And then uh, Justice League, there was a DC yes. version kind of like yes. it. Yes, yes. Yeah. So the 90s were, were dominated by, we were affectionately referred to them as JRPGs. Final Fantasy, Chrono Trigger, um, you know, all of the, they were the the secret, the the Mana series, the Saga series, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. We've got a new Valkyrie game coming out. There's a new Star Ocean game coming out this year. Uh, Final Fantasy VI just had the Pixel remaster last week. Um, that is the next game I'm going to be purchasing. I just haven't done it because I don't have time. I understand how that goes. <laughs> um, you've got, um, let's see here. There's Triangle Strategy just came out, uh, which is a lot like Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, you just Final Fantasy 16 is next year. There's just a lot of JRPGs. The Chrono Cross remake, which is a sequel to Chrono Trigger. Okay. Uh, that's oh, coming out yep. okay. later this year. And that game is out of its mind cool. I mean, it's got 54 playable characters. Uh, it deals with alternate reality stuff and everything like that. It's it's pretty awesome. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to seeing that one come back around. But being the kid that grew up on Japanese RPGs, I'm pretty giddy to see him coming back around. All right. So there you go. Very cool. Yeah, man. Very cool. So. And if you are enjoying the uh, Patreon uh, live show, you can see we have actually been joined by not one, but two yes. uh, adorable little creatures. I had a puppy in, in, in my, my lap a minute ago. That's right. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. We will move on from the video games, which you did a great job. Uh, and I'll give you one more Galactic Dads Network update uh, as we hit up the Patreon shout So here we go. So something new we're doing this episode is we're going to give you a Galactic Dads Network update. We kind of let you know already, uh, but we have um, fellow shows on the network. Mm -hmm. We, of course, have the uh, Force Dyad podcast ran by Obi-Shan and Jedi John. Mm -hmm. And we also have the good fortune of being affiliated with the Comic Shop Couch podcast. Uh, I just want to give you guys, you know, weekly we'll do an update on their episodes. Just kind of let you know. So when you want more geeky goodness, you know exactly where to go for it. So as mentioned earlier, we did talk about the Force Dive podcast. We'll be dropping episode 23. Uh, They'll be diving in nice and deep to that Kenobi trailer and giving you a lot more insight than we are able to do. Yeah, they'll have all the information you want to know. And a little bit more probably. Probably more. Probably more. Uh, But I look forward to hearing it. I look forward to Obi-Shan and Jedi John. Turning it up hotter than the flames of Mustafar on that bad boy. Indeed. And then uh, also the guys over at the Comic Shop Couch podcast, uh, which mm-hmm. we definitely love, will be dropping their 21st episode. Uh, that will happen this week, and they will be going in-depth on the Batman. So gear up for that one. Get ready for some spoilers uh, when you check that one out. Uh, but if you haven't seen the Batman yet, Maybe as soon as this episode's over, you just go right to the theater and check it out. Yeah, yeah, go do that. Yeah. Yeah. We would recommend. Most definitely. 
All right. And with that, we're going to go ahead and roll right on into our Patreon shoutouts. Because if you are a Patreon subscriber, you get a lot of really cool benefits. Uh, we're talking show merch. We're talking about access to the exclusive After Hours episodes, which are pretty wild and off the rails. Some of our best content has come yes. from those. Yes, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And then now, of course, you get access to the live stream, so you can watch us live as we record the podcast episodes, which means you get them unedited and uncensored. God, the first live streamed after hours is going to be something. I'm actually scared of that one. I'm probably scared yeah. of it, too. You, they will refer to that as Exhibit A in the court <laughs> trial. So. All right, so we'll move on. But uh, the Patreon, you also get access to producer-level tier, which allows you to be mentioned in every single episode of the podcast. And as such, that is what we're going to do now. Yes. So we'll always like to start out with, uh, well, let's do the big shout-out to the OG. The big shout-out. What, are you talking about Keith Jefferson? I am talking, talking about, about Keith. Keith Jefferson. OG. He is uh, one of the coolest guys I know. He's a wonderful father and, uh, you know, really... He's a geek, but he doesn't write, man. You know, like right. he's got uh, blown up wall art that he had put on canvas. Nice. Uh, just from uh, Red Dead 2. Nice. I mean, it was just looking so good. He screen captured it and blew it up and brought it into the office. Man, it looks good. That's awesome. It looks real good. Uh, he's a really cool guy and one of the OG supporters. And by one of the, I mean the OG yeah. first supporter. Like uh, on Patreon, came hot out of the gate at the producer level, and we really appreciate Isn't him. his Patreon member number one? He's number one in my heart. Man. I'll tell man, you that. Oh man. Man, I'll tell oh you man. that. So if you're watching, Keith, we appreciate you, big guy. Cheers. Absolutely. And then, of course, we've got the one, the only. TK31788 of the 501st. Yo, TK, I was, I was thinking of you today because I saw this meme on Facebook. It was like a bank robbery footage. And the bank robber turned his head around, and it was a stormtrooper helmet. I was like, I should send this to TK. I didn't mm -hmm. because I was working, and you know things got in the way. But you know, even still. Uh, but anyway, TK, <laughs> like, got it. Okay, good, good. <laughs> yes. TK is a great supporter of the show. Uh, he has helped us in person at some of our QuadCon appearances. Um, you know, you you've been uh, you've been our fact checker for a while. You've been a great contributor for content for the show. Um, TK will tell you unashamed that bricking ain't easy. That Find is right. him on Instagram. He's got some good stuff going on over there. Uh, but TK, we love you, man. We really do. We do. We also love Azure Laser. Uh, he is yes. our man from Texas, the dude that will wear a black, beautiful galactic dad's hoodie in 95 degree weather. Do you think it's still dry heat right now? I don't know what's going on down there. I don't know. I mean, it's about to snow here, so who knows? Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> probably fine with their dry heat down in Texas. Yeah, right. Uh, but as a laser, we know that you love piecing together your Gundam models and gaming and everything else, which is really awesome. Uh, and we appreciate all of your support to the Galactic Dads podcast. Mm -hmm. That leaves just one, doesn't it? The one, the only. The one, the only I Love You 3000 member. And that is, of course, Joe Perezident. Joe Perezident. Now, we love Joe because, well, he's one of us, man. Yeah. Uh, he also is one of the hosts of the Comic Shop Couch podcast, which, of course, you guys know we love that show. Uh, but uh, Joe himself is an awesome cosplayer. Uh, unfortunately, he's been doing a lot of work, like regular work lately. Yeah. Um, you know, some some long hours and stuff so he hasn't been able to enjoy the the fine art of doing geeky dad stuff 
But, uh, you know, when he gets back around to it, we just want him to know that we're definitely still here to give you some geeky good content. That just makes it all the sweeter when the opportunity arises, though, really. I mean, and, you know, work gets in the way for everybody uh, as far as that goes. So we certainly sympathize with that. And, Joe, I remember the story you had about your work van. Uh, that's always entertaining for me. I've listened to that two or three times. It is good. Um, can't wait to have you back on the show again sometime in the near future. Maybe we can make something happen. I think we should, mm-hmm, if nothing sure. else, to show appreciation for his support. Absolutely. So, uh, And then, of course, you know, we appreciate all of the rest of you guys definitely for listening, supporting the show, uh, whether you're a Patreon supporter or not. Uh, it'd be great if you were, especially now you could check out all the sweet Galactic Dads merch that you can mm-hmm. get. Um, and then of course now you can watch us do the show live. So check yeah. out the Patreon live viewings of the podcast recordings. Yep. And then, uh, we want you guys to know that that's actually, uh, my daughter trying to push some buttons, but we're going to let her give our Patreon supporters the applause they so rightly deserve. That's the yellow one. So go ahead. Hit the yellow one. There you go, there you go guys. We appreciate you. Just that one. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, everybody. So listen, that is going to bring us to the end of the episode. We thank you very much for joining us for episode 87. Uh, Remember, you can like, rate, review, and share the podcast no matter which platform you're listening to us on. Uh, We really appreciate it. And go ahead and check us out on Patreon.com. we got some really cool stuff over there, Patreon.com slash Galactic Dads. You can check our bonus episodes and watch the show live as we record. Uh, and then, of course, Patreon subscribers get access to all that much, much more, uh, including the super sweet merch we talked yep. about. Yep. Uh, you can follow us on all of the socials. Definitely check that out. And if you are interested, send us an email. You can check mm-hmm. us out. Go galacticdads at gmail.com yes uh send us uh any emails suggestions business inquiries anything like that Mm -hmm, for sure you're always happy to check that out but i think that's going to do it for us uh so till next episode thank you so much for listening and keep on doing the dad thing cheers cheers